Happy Monday, happy Monday. What is going on? It is Crossing Broadcast, and we are feeling like we dodged a bullet, the biggest bullet, a bazooka bullet, an atomic bomb. It has missed us, and we're okay. Adam Lefko here with Kyle Scott, a.k.a. at Crossing Broad, Russell Joy, a.k.a. at Joy on Broad. Uh, Man, Uh, Markel Fultz, holy crap. We're going to get into that in a second. Um, But please keep leaving your five-star reviews. We've gotten a ton since the last show. Uh, Francis Rubach saying these guys are hilarious and extremely entertaining. Off he goes 24 saying five stars. These guys... Uh, thanks, guys, for actually making a Philly sports talk program fresh and entertaining. They even say that we have a great rapport, guys. How about our rapport? How does our rapport feel? I think oh, it feels, feels pretty I, swell. I was beginning to think we all hated each other, so I, I'm glad to hear we're getting good feedback. We actually do have one. Uh, could be worse. South Jersey in the South. Living in Charleston, South Carolina, I'm excited to finally hear sports takes that doesn't involve college football and college football. Uh, And then ends it with, the hosts may not like each other as they tend to get annoyed with Kyle's OCD rants and Russ's random and meandering takes. Enjoy them while you can, because who knows if they can stand each other long enough to keep this going. (laughs) I don't know what that That, is. There's some great insight in there. Really good insight in there. Uh, And I hear, Kyle, that you got an interesting email yes uh so this i got an email from uh jared k and he is a dairy farmer i did not expect that we had the uh dairy farmer good uh, nose in in bucks county must be no so he is from he is from morgantown or i don't even know where that is morgantown is uh near Reading. okay i just assume he's amish then uh well it, it's not that far from shady maple so yeah okay it's, it yeah i, I didn't know way, we sure. did the amish demo but i'm gonna assume we did oh, i think it was actually based on something i put on the website so i'm not even sure if he's a listener but it relates to our conversation here uh i'll go quickly kyle a little background i'm a fifth generation 28 year old dairy farmer from morgantown pennsylvania my entire life and the lives of my family have been focused on producing some of the healthiest and most nutritious food that our world has ever known we work anywhere from 60 to 90 hours a week seven days a week 365 days a year to care for our animals and the land that has been in our family for a century couple of weeks ago you suggested in your monday morning roundup to watch what the health on netflix this is obviously related to our our vegan kick that we've discussed i watched Uh it today this documentary is so incredibly one-sided and factually inaccurate it is completely laughable there is not one study that is listed in this documentary that outlines the health benefits of milk and red meat of which there are many there are two sides to every story for you to push an agenda that you have no first-hand knowledge of is disgraceful for you to promote something that bashes dairy farming like this as the propaganda does without any actual experience or knowledge is far worse than any old school media members bashing blogs of which you write about regularly here's my favorite part which i might take him up on if you want to come out and tour our farm sometime and see all that we do to care for the environment and our animals to ensure we are feeding our neighbors the world and the best food possible let me know i would enjoy showing you around and so on they went on a little bit after that so guys what i uh, say you do kyle tweak the dairy farmers of america here's what i say you do you're going to go to this farm, okay? I want to take my kid to see the cows for no other reason. He will love the You know the what cows. those cows are going to do? You're going to get a few jugs of milk. Then you're going to go to the Sixers training facility, and we're going to treat Fultz's ankle like Spike 
in uh, Little Giants and you're going to rub milk on his <laughs> ankle before he goes to sleep every night. That's what the Crossing Broadcast is going to do to help out Markel Fultz. We're going to rub fresh dairy milk on his legs. For this those is that resp- responsibly raised cow milk, too. Yeah, so of sure course. It's of the course. best kind. Yeah, these are cows that did their chores. These are cows that, that took out the trash. They're very responsible. This uh, kinda, my favorite this, part of this, this is that the really- cows... He said the cows are automatically milked and they get to choose the time of their milking, which I didn't Ooh, know was a thing. Self-milking. <laughs> Masturbatory right. milking. <laughs> I think this would be a great location for a, a second live podcast. We can, we can take out... Yeah, the audio quality would be just as good. <laughs> Cow shit. Um, all right, so... It would actually probably be less echoey if we did it in the middle of a goddamn field. So Saturday night... Uh, 10.30, we talked about this. Kyle said, ooh, perfect timing. My kids are in bed. Russ said, yay, me too. I said, not going to happen. And all I saw was a flurry of tweets, and my heart dropped because Markel Folds himself dropped to the floor, grabbing his legs, grabbing his leg, carried off by two players. People were freaking out overnight. My Twitter, you may have missed it, was people, it, my Twitter may have missed it, was, dear God, holy crap, this is all, like, my life is uh, dying. Uh, it looks like it is a suffers a lateral ankle sprain, expected to miss t- one to two weeks. He was on the court yesterday, dribbling between his legs, around his back, but in the meantime, let us do a moment of silence, not just for Joel Embiid's lower body, not just for Markel Fultz's lower body, but every single part of every single body of the Sixers. Thank you. Kyle broke the moment of silence. <laughs> was, was he sipping coffee? That was his coffee. That was his coffee. That is like that's like yelling that during the, so... the the moment of silence at a football do it, game. Do it again. I, do it again briefly. No, no, no. We shouldn't have. No, we don't yeah. redo wow. moment of silence. That is. Now, no. now everyone knows if something bad happens, it was Kyle Scott's impatience around coffee. It's like fast forward to two months into the season, and we've got like Ben it, Ben Simmons like comes down awkwardly stop. on no, his not, ankle. Yeah, I don't want to hear these. And he's like, it's, I don't know why this is happening again. And somebody in the crowd just goes, Kyle Scott broke that moment of silence with his coffee slurp. It's, were you, you guys watching? When, were you guys watching live? Be honest. Yes. How, what was your reaction, Russ? When Fultz went down, just just a a real sinking, real sinking in my stomach. Like I I I was so I, I don't know. Like it it was weird because we've we've finally gotten to a point where you can be a little bit excited and a little bit happy about something in Philly sports, and to see him go down. By the way, the elbow that was thrown into Lawawu Cabarro's uh, no face That's busted. The part. No, I'm just saying, like busted him open. And it's like of all the people who probably take their appearance the uh, the most seriously, it's the French guy. Um, to see Fultz go down, and at first I didn't I didn't see where he rolled his ankle at, and then you know in slow mo they finally you know it became more apparent. Um, just like a real sinking feeling, and it had all the I, I started having like the really bad feeling about like when uh, Simmons did it last year. That like, what if this ends up being a break in his foot? And that's the first place my my brain goes to. And then, so. and then, and then my my brain like went to uh, trying to to soothe myself. Where I was like, well, at least we have Simmons coming back this year. And it was like that was it the worst feeling ever. Yes. You were trying to soothe yourself. You could have found that automatic cow milker. Yeah, um, it would have been really nice. If uh, I was 
By the way, my I feel like my coffee slurp was, do you guys remember the family guy where Peter Griffin ate the bag of chips when he was in the attic with Anne Frank? Yes. Uh, that's that's, that's almost as good as too. that. Almost. Uh, I was asleep. I fell asleep at halftime. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I missed. I woke up twelve forty-five when the dot. The game was fifteen minutes over, and I, all I see, my eyes as they, you know, come open, are just staring at the bottom line, and they happen to open at the exact moment where it's scrolling. Sixers announced Markel Fultz has a sprained ankle. So. I actually, I wrote on the site that it felt like I was punched in the balls by a mongoose, like, you know, because they have little arms, like not enough to do real damage, but enough, like Russ said, to make your stomach hurt. Um, I didn't, I was kind of, it was like, okay, you know, probably a little sprained ankle. Then when I saw the highlights, I got like retroactively worked up, like, oh my God, oh my God, this could be really bad. So I'm really glad I missed out on that hour of, of Twitter freaking out. Um, and obviously it's not that bad. So I, I'm glad I missed it. The worst of it was the, was the unknown though. I'm fully, I'm fully convinced that one to two weeks is going to turn into actually it's a high ankle sprain, which is eventually going to reveal that there's a fracture. The initial x-ray didn't pick up and it's six to eight weeks. And then six to eight weeks turns into three to four months. And then in February they shut them down for the season. So I just want everyone to set their calibration accordingly. Well, I tweeted last night that, you know, we should all be be uh, ready for the moment where the Sixers announce that he has a torn meniscus. They'll be amputating his ankle and replacing it with a spring. Because uh, if if we've learned anything from the Sixers medical staff, it's that uh, that's what I was going to say. They don't so know, of course, what they're you doing. You know, when athletes uh, give interviews after stuff like this, um, they they have like certain things like, "Oh man, the medical staff's great, all that." And Markel Fold said that, and I was like, "Are they? Are they Markel?" Like, man, I really hope so. Um, and that was really scary. I'm, I'm going to look at this positively. I'm not going to go down the Kyle Russ route of going, well, more injuries will be revealed later. I think this is the tide turning. I think this was the exact timing that we have been slapped in the face so many times around this time of year. And it was so blatant. It was with all the excitement. It was against the team that everyone is chasing, the Golden State Warriors. And Markel Fultz goes up, steps on an ankle, and turns his own. And nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's like it's like we closed our eyes and, and we we wished and it came true. And I'm I think this is the turning point. I think this is the, the beam of light that comes down and says, you're not cursed anymore. And it was, it's like, uh, I, I don't know, I just saw no, the it's, you know what, it's like that it's scene like in Groundhog shot in the Day? Ch- no, scene? I've seen people compare it, well, I've seen people compare it to Groundhog Day, like, here we go again with the injuries. But this was like the end when Bill Murray finally wakes up. Like, every day, like, he's just, no matter what he does, he wakes up and it's Groundhog Day again. And if you're a Sixers fan, it's another injury. And this time, we actually woke up. Like, we were like, wow, look at that. It worked. We're up. His ankle's fine. I'm down. Like, I, I, I think we're finally out of it. And I'm, I'm very, 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 very excited. Um, one guy that was hurt in the beginning, Joel Embiid, uh, got a little fine. Uh, and man, Sixers fans are absolutely the best. So he was on, was it his own Instagram live or was it like a friend's? I think it was his. It was, was his. It. He said, fuck LeVar Ball. Uh, LeVar Ball came back and uh, had like the worst insult ever. I got three words for him. Uh, he can't play at all or something like that. Uh, <laughs> he did that twice. Actually, he did that before. twice where he couldn't count. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and then no. he made fun of Joel's vocabulary, which was exactly well, real Joel, whose third language is English. I want to say something on <laughs> the the summer league. I'm telling you, man, this rookie draft class. Lonzo Ball comes back and gets a triple double. Every time I see a clip of De'Aaron Fox, he looks incredible. And yeah, I could have been wrong on Mr. Smith Jr. Yep, uh, because he's looking amazing. And I'm hey, you know me, guys. I am always willing to admit my mistakes. Just like I'm gonna have to give Russ twenty dollars because the Sixers are looking like they're gonna make the playoffs. So I'm um, I'm happy to be wrong when I'm wrong. But Kyle, you you kind of put all the notes here of Embiid's wild weekend with this fine. Why don't you go through and kind of pick out the ones that you thought were the most interesting? Yeah, well, I mean, I just think it's. I was at a block party on Saturday and looked at my phone. I was like, and B got fined. Like for for what? What did he do? He doesn't. He's he's in New York and now he's in Florida with Robert Kraft and Meek Mill, which is a separate issue. But I'm just I'm just kind of shocked that they find him. The Instagram live, the Facebook live, all the live stuff, which is. By the way, like the worst thing for a blogger like me, because it makes it really hard to get footage after the fact, because it it does indeed disappear, and you really have to rely on the internet at large, like someone grabbing. Yeah, screen we have videos we have a number things. of people at Bleach Report that have certain software to like just record live record. It. Yeah, I can That's, find out what it is and get it to you if you want it. I would love that. I actually think I'll the ask. new iOS. So, the tangent: the new iOS apparently will allow for screen recording right on the phone, which will be helpful. Um, but yeah, so That's that makes it also tough. Really scary. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, Russ's, me. Russ's nude performances are now going to be spread. My what? Nothing. Kyle, what were you saying? Especially when those self-milking cows are snapping you, you can just Why? grab it. Um, I I can't get that visual out of my head. Anyway, me um, it, me and the milker or the cows and the milker because I don't think either are healthy for you to have in your head. Both. Um, Oof. So yeah, like I'm sort of shocked that one of those live things, someone cursing on a live thing, turned into an NBA fine. It seems like those you'd have like a little more free rope. But like this is one of those things we've talked about before, where Embiid might is probably eventually going to get himself in trouble and say something that he shouldn't, and he's going to have the Charles Barkley defense, and it's going to work, where he could just tell people, you know what, like I speak my mind, and he, his bar is so much higher than anybody else's. I'm surprised that a simple f bomb got him a fine from the league, and I think it's kind of ridiculous, and I hate to think. We we talked, I think, what, on Friday? Someone emailed, said he should stop tweeting. I, I hate to think that the league is already trying to put the restrictor plates on his social media. That, it's interesting. That's like, the weird part. When you look at certain accounts, if you follow a lot of national accounts, uh, Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, there's a, a ton of big accounts. It's interesting which players, when they post, it becomes national posts on national websites. LeBron, his vacation stuff, he posts it, and then two minutes later, I'm seeing it on all these other national accounts. Russell Westbrook does something in his car. It's everywhere. Embiid is that guy, too, which, think about the scope of our athlete right now. Joel Embiid is being treated like LeBron and Russell Westbrook. At least he is on social media. I do I do understand from the league's perspective that he put it out on his social media, but Man, it, it, it wasn't meant to be spread the way it was and turned into all this stuff, but 
that's the problem. We have a lot of Sixers fans at Bleacher Report, too, so we love his shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it was like a throwaway line and a live thing. Like, I go back, uh, this is going back a little bit, like, Mo Spates' Twitter account back in the day, used to, he would, like, tweet about following fat chicks around Walmart and making fun of them. And like, Man, I, you stuff, can get this, away with things when you're not that big. Lower level big, comedians yeah. can say some really messed up stuff. Jerry yeah. Seinfeld cannot say messed up stuff because it will go viral and he'll get in some really deep shit. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I'm but, just disappointed. I'm just disappointed because Embiid has such a good thing going. And that was such a throwaway line. He was clearly was. taking live questions and Too clearly outdoor drinking. Like, let him go. In pure awesome fashion, uh, some Sixers fans started a GoFundMe to pay JoJo's fine. I got started yesterday. This, by the way. What's up? Explain, explain it, then I'll tell you why I hate it. Uh, so GoFundMe is an, it's like Kickstarter or whatever, where you pick a goal and people go there and they donate money. Uh, I meant the campaign. I think people know what GoFundMe is. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and so it's been up for a day. The goal is the ten thousand dollars. Two hundred and one people thus far have donated at the time of us recording this podcast, which is before seven o'clock. $2,300 have been donated, and if you look down, it's got normal people's names, and then it also has stuff like Fuck LeVar Ball, it has stuff, uh, um, Trust the Process, um, and uh, Philly Stand Up, stuff like that. Kyle, why do you hate this? I feel if we were doing a jump the shark segment, these GoFundMe's for like sports related rich guy things. Oh, here's a GoFundMe to re-sign such and such player for eleven million dollars. We'll pay it to the team. And I know this is going to charity, so it's all good. But I hate that. I hate the something happens in the sports world and some internet troll either makes the GoFundMe or the what is it the petition.gov thing to let's get a hundred thousand signatures and send this to the gm and maybe he'll actually listen to us like it's so dumb and i get the i swear to god like once a week a reader will send me this yo i made this for so we could resign blah 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 and whatever like they're up there with the edited wikipedia page for me i hate fun i hate fun it's not a matter of hating fun it's just stupid no i i think so Kyle, you get this because you're a trend watcher, and I see this stuff all the time too. It's it's the same equivalent to when an NFL player gets drafted, and then all of a sudden old tweets come up. It's a new internet time of year thing when something happens. Now it's not a new response, but now it's repetitive. The GoFundMe for that stuff, you're right, the 100,000 signatures... It's this notion, It's the problem is it's passive activism where people think they're actually doing something and they're not and they pat themselves on the back and they haven't done anything. But the GoFundMe I like because yet again, Sixers fans look, I think it makes the fan base look great. I, I just believe that. Does it do anything? No. Is it going to charity and that's great? Yes. But no, it's, it's, it's a little repetitive now. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's I. I got nothing to add other than I'm a hater. I, I feel like that's one of those internet things that I like see, and they're like, "Oh, you should post about this." I'm like, I don't want to post about this again. Post Russ, I never, I never gave times. you props for uh, the whole Corkmaz traveling thing because he did look really good in the end of the game last night. There's a clip that everyone can go on and see of a really nice fork, uh, Furkan, like underhand layup that shows how athletic he can be. So I want to I want to walk back my initial review, but um, so your, Rush, your take on the Sixers overall this weekend, and now that we know that Fultz is out for the rest of the preseason, are you going to watch tonight or they're tomorrow? Looking, 
they are looking pretty firkin great. Nice. Um, they, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll watch. Um, last night TLC didn't play. Um, TLC. Has anyone I've, checked I've, on his face? By the way, do we know? Like, he's fine. Right? He might be. He might be going into surgery. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like standing in front of the mirror. I don't know what the what am I supposed to do with this? I do not look that. Um, I'm I'm like I've enjoyed so much watching TLC play in summer league, and I know I, I get angry. Like I got really peeved when they played against the uh, the Celtics, and the uh, Utah announcers were absolutely in love with Jalen Brown, and they they went you know full on cow milker uh, about Jalen. I've loved watching. TLC's game just totally change over the course of a year from where he was last year. And it's the same kind of thing that I think we should be looking for with Korkmaz. You know, I, I said this before, but like he's he won the Young Player of the Year award in Europe, uh, I think it was last year, which is a, an award that Dario had won. And people were so quick to try to make this this direct comparison between Dario and Korkmaz. They're, they're totally different kinds of players. They don't play the same position. Their build is different. But Dario took half a season to really get comfortable in the NBA and to get to get comfortable with the speed of play. Korkmaz is, what, three games in, four games into his NBA career in Summer League. And to see the, the difference of his play versus that first game against uh, Celtics. Was it the Celtics? Maybe it wasn't. I don't remember now. Um, but to see how First his game, game was Celtics, yeah, yeah. So to there's going to be a Twitter account to, soon called Russ's Internal Monologue. <laughs> so uh, to see the difference in his play, to see the way that he's gotten comfortable. I mean, it's it can be directly contributed to or attributed to the fact that yeah, he's not coming off a long flight. He's getting to know his teammates. He's been in practice. He's has a better grasp of the system that they're trying to run. He's going to be an interesting guy to watch over the course of the year between the Sixers and the Sevens, the same way the TLC was last year. You've got to remember that, you know, you can't say that these guys are all going to have the same kind of, you know, rate of rate of skill increase over the course of the year. But where TLC was at during summer league last year and what we expected of him Versus what he ended up being at the end of the year, which was like a solid contributor as a as a rotational wing player, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that we could be seeing Korkmaz kind of come up later in the year. Remember, if they if they're going to make a playoff run, they're going to need shooters, and and if nothing else, Korkmaz is a shooter. If he gets some good seasoning down with the sevens in the last month or so of the season, you know, really comes up and starts getting into that rotation for for the team. Sure, you know that's that's kind of where I I view his role. In the yeah, future, we'll like see. it might I be think, different, but you know, he's. I, I honestly hope he goes to the sevens, just because then that could be a good reason to watch them. You know what I mean? It's it's sort of like for people that like wrestling, it's like WWE and NXT, which NXT has become in many cases sometimes more popular, where it's the up and comers and it's they get more chime to show themselves. What up, Kyle? So Nate Robinson wasn't doing it for you last year? No, he was not. Uh, yeah, I would like Russ a- Smith back. While we're on a, a summer league take, someone had tweeted a question last night. Uh, Paul Paul Fratrick, P. Fratrick, uh, he says, Tatum is better than Fultz before the high ankle sprain. Uh, it's not a high ankle sprain anymore. Uh, Tatum is better than Fultz. Not really a question. Just wondering if you'll acknowledge. First of all, we've played, I think, a fucking five, game, five summer yeah. league games total. Uh, Tatum has looked very good. Like you, like you guys have said, a lot of the rookies have looked good. Tatum has probably looked like the best of the bunch. 
I don't really think anyone should be surprised about that. He was by most considered to be the most NBA-ready skill set of the bunch because he's got a decent mid-range game. He can get to the basket. He's tall. He could shoot. You know, I mean, he he was very well polished. And this is the same. I'm not going to sit here and compare him directly to Jaleel Okafor, but it's the same thing we saw with Okafor early on. You're like, wow, this guy could be great. But Adam, you've talked about this before with uh, the football prospects. Like when they come in and they're really that polished and good at age 19 or 20 or whatever they are, to you, and I kind of agree with this, it's not like always the best sign in the world because typically that means they've they've kind of already peaked. So this I don't think what we're seeing from Tatum is that surprising. I think everyone expected him to be really polished and good. I, but I'm I think, surprised. Uh, I think a, he's yes, he's looked better than we expected, but keep yeah, it's the by, summer league. By a considerable margin. Yeah, at I least think he's from what more, I much more athletic than he's been advertised to any of us. But keep in mind, he's still going against almost like premium college-level defenders. He's Kyle, still not going up against. Kyle, you're 100% right. You should never make too much of anything that you see in the summer league. Anything. The only thing that I look at was I look for at every athlete is explosion. Because that's something that is only going to get worse as you get older. So you are showing us your top line right now. Like when I watch Fox, I go, holy crap, like it's just endless with him. I think that, like I said before, this entire rookie class thus far has been extremely exciting to watch. I don't think we got a bad one in Fultz. And, and that's, I think, what that tweeter was like trying to say was, oh man, can you believe that we took Fultz over Tatum? Remember, we each had different roles that we tried to fill. And Fultz was the best because of the position that he was playing for us. But I'm definitely not upset about Fultz. I'm definitely not looking at Tatum and feeling jealous, which is how excited I am about Fultz. Yeah, and I, I think there's some people who have the knee-jerk reaction to do that. Like, oh, he's so good. I wish we would have got him. But Fultz has shown, first of all, his jump shot. They're is, the same people butter. that click on articles that say winners and losers of Summer League. Like, it matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that guy's name that tweeted at you, Kyle? Uh, Ooh, Paul Fratrick. I think it's just really nice that Stephen A. Smith has decided to create some aliases to tweet from. Well done. Um, just a, he's just a guy. I mean, you, know what, you know what it is? Uh, uh, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. All right, so um, Kyle brought up the, the, a few things that he dislikes that he sees that trend, whether it's the, the GoFundMes. Kyle, were you a fan of Wikipedia changing? I'm not. Yeah, you're like you're, that. That has <laughs> like jumped the shark word. for you. Um, yeah. I have a segment on the football podcast I do at uh, Bleach Report Sims and Lefko called "Whoa Big Off Season," which is when local um, people tweet out things like like the Eagles had for Nay Brown for like ten years, which was like, man, he's really looking amazing at camp. And you're like, come on, like we know this isn't going to be something. This might make the cut for, whoa, big offseason. Alshon Jeffrey is in Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> uh, and he tweeted out, Fargo, I'm here out for the first time. Uh, I keep hearing I have to try a bison burger. Who's got the best one out of here? Now, is there nothing that gets fans more excited than a road trip between a quarterback and their wide receivers to build rapport? I mean, this is one of the things that people get excited about most. How excited are you to know that Carson is bringing receivers to Fargo, North Dakota to run routes? Brady and Amendola and Edelman were doing this last week in Montana. Wentz said, no, 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 no. We're going a little bit further north, Fargo. 
Well, I I can't. Was it Sam? Brad, remember, everyone got excited because I Sam Bradford held one of these in San Diego a couple of years Donovan ago. Donovan used to do Donovan this used with to do them in Arizona. Arizona. Oh no, absolutely, yeah, it's, absolutely. It's every quarterback People, ever. Point was people went nuts over Bradford holding one of these. I'll tell you what, the concept of these is so kind of just ingrained in in me as a blogger that the minute I saw that last night, that was like an instant line item for the Monday morning roundup today. I'm like, oh well, this is this is fodder. This is perfect. Uh, I love how they're always in like some well, San Diego's not, but everywhere else is sort of like a far flung remote location, so they can really hunker down and go bonding. Um, yeah, so people are going to be really excited that he's in he's in Bismarck. Wow, look, he really cares. He Alshon Jeffrey went to Bismarck for three days, you know, on his private Fargo. jet. So it's great. Um, it's great that uh, Alshon went there. Did you guys see that Nelson Aguilar got there late? Apparently, he uh, couldn't catch the earlier flight. Oh, is that true? Was he actually late? No. Or was that was that's that just, just that's, a, that was just good comedic timing by Russ? That was just Russ's uh just Russ's like prolonged at, setup. Russ, Russ, that's how low <laughs> Kyle's expectations were for you there. That you legitimately uh, made him laugh and he didn't know how to respond. Yes. I lost you guys. Oh, oh and no. then he blames it on a connection. Can you hear us now? Can you hear us now, Kyle? Kyle uh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Man, he can't ever give you shine, Russ. I know. Well, you know, Adam, let's let's just think of it like this. If if this ends up in the recording, it's fine. And if it doesn't, it you know, we don't know. Yeah. All right, it's wait. typical. Go ahead this again. This is like what twenty what what are we waiting for? So well, I, we were rolling. You missed yeah, we, it. Yeah, we were still going, Kyle. So we'll Okay, all right, you didn't that's really fine. miss anything. Just go. Yeah, I could I could edit out my it, track then. It can't, go. No, don't edit it out. It's fine. You know what? It wouldn't be an episode if we didn't hear about feedback in the headphones true. or you or us dropping out from your from your uh, sound. Very true. So keep it in. Let the people let the people enjoy. I will say this. Uh, my hope for Alshon's experience in Fargo is I want them staying at Carson Wentz's family's house. I want Carson's mom making them pancakes in the morning because that is Carson's favorite food. And one day he will respond to a tweet when I ask him to eat pancakes with me because he continues to ignore me, which is just fucking rude, Carson. Um, I want them to go hunting together. I want to see Alshon holding up like a fowl of some sort. Um, I want them, I want it to be like stepbrothers. I want them to be in the basement or in the garage with samurai swords and like building their own bunk beds. That's how much I want them to bond over this next few days. Speaking of things Carson loves, I don't know if you guys saw yesterday, he tweeted a selfie video from his car. And I don't know if there's a more like a larger dichotomy between two star athletes in a town than Joel Embiid and Carson Wentz. So I pull That's up a the very vi- good point. I pull up the video and I said to my wife, like she does, she's never really seen Wentz talk. She's more familiar with Embiid just because of what I do and stuff. And I was like, I had, I did not know what was in the video, and I just held up my phone and I said, check this out. Car, wait till you see how much different Carson Wentz is than Joel Embiid, and hit play. And it, within about ten seconds, he was reading from like the Book of Job or whatever while he was driving and talking about the sermon from that morning's church service. And my wife just stops me midway through. She's like, oh, he's one of those. And I was like, yep, yep, he sure is. And Wentz had a three-minute-long video talking about the woman who went to the well to meet Jesus at noon. And I was like, I couldn't make it through it. 
Um, I know. But, you know, you got Embiid walking around saying, fuck LeVar Ball, and Carson Wentz driving through Bismarck talking about his church service. So, Listen, he's from Fargo. I know. It's just a bit much. Okay. Like, it's more than T. He's more than Tebow. No, no, but you keep preaching. saying Bismarck. Oh, sorry. Didn't you say Bismarck? Okay. No. no, you... You've you, literally you been the only one saying this part. Really? We've just been sitting back listening. Yeah. I, I'm okay. I'm pretty sure if we were riding tape, someone said they were working out in Bismarck with Alshon. I could be nope. wrong. That was just nope. Hold on, Russ. That's another thing that no show will be complete. Kyle going, I'm pretty sure that if I went back and listened. I, I, you know what? If, if, it usually proves that me we, out. if it weren't for the fact that we like start that we start late all the time uh, and that Kyle's the one who goes back and edits this thing, we'd be uh. able to pull that audio. But of course, this rigged podcast. Yeah, it's there's no rigged. way that we could have, uh, you know, Kyle point out his I own. I have uh, a um, control the I audio. You adver- control the electorate. I have an advertising thing here that I just got a, a tweet from Pro Football Talk that I think is right down Kyle's wheelhouse. Wheelhouse. So the last few years, Viagra. At last season, Viagra and Cialis spent more than fifty million dollars airing commercials during NFL games. And for the first time in what seems like forever, Viagra and Cialis will not be advertising with the NFL this season. Not because the ratings are dropping, not because they disagree with anything, but because Viagra and Cialis will soon be available as generic drugs, and therefore the major brands no longer feel the need to advertise. So one, it's a $50 million loss to the NFL, but two... You guys going to pick up some gi- generic Viag? Uh, first of all, I'm not there yet. I figure uh, keep if, if both you Russ? and I, <laughs> um, No, thank you. If, if you and I, Adam, keep him <laughs> with his vegan diet, I feel like that's a, they actually said in the documentary, it opens your capillaries and prevents the need for drugs like that. So uh, I'm, uh, I am I am eight days away, fellas. <laughs> from Viagra or from meat? No, yeah, well, two of the same, Both. I suppose. I think the meat probably does that for him. Uh, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a fair point. Um, I, I, I'm always fascinated by the uh, by the generic drug law. I think it's, what, seven years when you com- if you're a drug maker and you come out with a drug, you have the right for it for seven years, then like everyone else, well, whatever, 12 years, whatever it is, everyone else can then just start stealing your shit. Like, imagine if it was like that in the rest of society. Like, after, after 10 years, every company was just allowed to, like, blanket remake the iPhone or, or something like that. Like, I don't understand why that's a thing. And it, this is why, honestly, it's why, this is, this is a tangent, but honestly, it's why drug companies like continuously come out with like bunk drugs and create like bunk things like restless leg syndrome they come out with a drug for it and they just come up with illnesses because after their best products are worthless to them after like a decade or something so they have to just invent new drugs that solve problems that aren't really problems that's my uh that's my mini mockumentary i think we've already now hit the things that that uh itunes review have said i i think i've had at least 10 bad takes in this episode and there's one of your quasi OCD rants. OCD. Way, that was, that was, high, that was for, a highly woke looking, rant. That was if you're looking, if you're looking, if you're looking Don't for an woke. for an OCD <laughs> medication, of course, take uh, Crossing Broad, Crossing Broad X. Nice. That was actually terrible. <laughs> that might be the dumbest thing I've ever said. Yep. Yep. And I'm and I I talked about Grego last week. This is that's up there. All right. So is the when is the home run derby? It's tonight. It's tonight. tonight. Monday All night. Right. So it's you wanted great... to talk about this, uh, Kyle. I'm not sure because it changed format. 
Um, and I guess what what was the big thing you were talking? We'll kind of end on this note. I'll get some more comments up here to leave. I just like I feel like All Star games in general over the last decade, uh, maybe even fifteen years, have continuously declined. And I, I I know I've written about this on the website. I think a big part of it is the fact that you know, like if you were my dad loves the MLB All Star game, and I did too. I still do. But if when you were a, a generation previous. For you to see all these stars together, like the all-star game in any sport, especially baseball or basketball, was really the only way to do it. There was a maybe a handful of national TV games each year, but they were harder to see. The high you were just going off Sports Center highlights. And nowadays it is so easy. If you really want to watch players from the other league, there's no longer like, wow, they're in the American League, we never get to see them. Interleague play chipped away at that, the internet, cable TV, all these things. So I feel like all-star games at this point are just completely they're just like the wrong they're the wrong format for the time, and they don't work anywhere. I think the NBA is probably the most interesting now, just because there's like it's like uh, you know it's like watching the Harlem Globetrotters watching the NBA All Star Game. But the skills competitions related to them, particularly the home run derby and the dunk contest and three point contest. Uh, at least stand out a little bit because they present you something unique. And there was an article yesterday from Richard Deitch on SI uh, wondering if the this would be the first year the Home Run Derby got higher ratings than the All-Star Game itself. And I feel like, uh, I'd, one, I'd want to get both of your thoughts on that. But two, I feel like even the Home Run Derby has lost something because it used to be your one chance to go see these guys, like incredible feats. And it used to be taped. The crazy thing is, when it was at its peak, it was taped in the afternoon. I remember going in 96 and when it was at the Vet, and Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire, maybe one of the most entertaining home run derbies ever. That was the year Brady Anderson hit like 7,000 home runs because he was all jacked up. Uh, and so were McGuire and Bonds. That was taped, and it's aired like four hours later. Now it's live. They understand the, the need for live, and they've changed the format, so it's not like seven hours long anymore, and I don't think Chris Berman's doing it anymore. So they've made it better. But I feel like maybe it's just because I'm getting older, and it's not the kid in me, but I feel like the Home Run Derby, too, has lost something almost as much as the games themselves have. Yeah, these these sports continue to try to make their all-star games and skills competitions relevant. Like The NHL, I think, has has done like four or five different like total overhauls the last few years and i think it i think it was this year was when they did the 3v3 tournament where they would they would mix teams and that was uh like that was that was their solve that was their fix for the all-star game conundrum where they would do like an elimination tournament um I don't know if there's a sport at this point that I am less interested in than baseball. And I think most of it has to do with the fact that the Phillies have been just so dreadful for years. But I can't get excited about the MLB All-Star game. Because, like, here's the difference. In the NBA, right, we know they don't play defense. uh, In most games, they don't play defense. But, like, in the All-Star game, they don't play defense. But you could at least pick a guy uh, to focus in on and, and to enjoy watching play. Like, if you don't get to watch Russell Westbrook... But you love to watch the guy jump out of the gym, then the NBA All Star Game is totally, you know, your thing. I think it's the most, like the the MLB All Star Game. Like, what's gonna happen that's that's worth watching? Somebody's gonna lay down a bunt. Like they they don't have the World Series home field advantage decider anymore, which I thought was kind of dumb anyway. But like that that at least made the players I th- I thought play a little bit harder. At least the the guys who were on teams that were going to contend to be in the World Series, they sent they tended to play harder. But 
there's nothing about the actual game itself that's interesting to watch that's different from a normal game. So, like, whereas the NBA, they'll they'll kind of over uh, overindulge in in the caricature of what the NBA is, throwing the ball off the backboard on on fast breaks for alley oops, like that kind of stuff is fun. I don't, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't do see. Uh, I do like for me, Russ, when you can get like a Mike Trout or like a Bryce Harper up against like a really great pitcher and you get like four or five pitches, it's pretty fucking awesome. The home run derby, um, I, I think after, I kind of go back to what Kyle said, after Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, everything feels second place. Yeah. Just because it was so legendary that like yeah like Giancarlo Stanton like when he's rocking off like 500 footers it's like wow but I can't remember the last time I actually sat down and watched the home run derby and the only thing that the home run derby has reminded me is each year people like Chris Berman less and I don't know who's doing it this year I think he's done Carl Ravitch yeah it's Carl Ravitch this year I bet you when you go on Twitter tonight and you're watching the home run derby there will be people saying I miss Chris Berman after shitting on him for the last five years. Back, 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 gone. Like, did anything go from loved and adored more than Chris Berman's back, back, back call to hated in such a short amount of time? No, his rumbling, shtick was one of bumbling, the, stumbling, whoop. His shtick was yeah. one of the casualties of like the internet era. Like people immediately just glommed on to how annoying that was. Um, I think with the also- you want to know. Hold, I have yeah. one last take before yeah. you go, and then you can go. Do you know why I think one thing that really hurts baseball the most? What is what is the big play in the NBA? The dunk, highly gifable. What is the big play in uh, football? You know, touchdowns. Touchdowns. Yeah. You know what's an awful gif? A fucking home run. It's the because, same thing every well, time. And Even when it's 500 feet, you're like, dude, it looks like every other fucking home run. And because I don't know, for I think six you could years, argue the fact Major that, League Baseball that, was like actively stopping people from posting that stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I, but don't, do you agree with me, though, that yes, home runs are not good gifts? I yeah, do. but I don't, think that's what, I don't think that's what they would claim is their most gifable thing. Like, I think defensive plays are the most gifable. Like, think about exactly. sports, like sports in our top 10 stuff. Exactly. There's always, no scoring. Yeah. Like yeah, you but you get all that stuff in the NBA. You get blocks and steals and great passes and j- hezzy jimbos and step backs. And now that that's a thing, and the NFL you get tackles and hits or whatever. All you got in baseball, you can't give a strikeout. You know what I mean? All yeah, they the have only is time defensive <laughs> place. And guess what? See... I've seen every good throw from third base to first base. <laughs> the only time you ever see a strikeout as like a top play is typically when it's like coming from somewhere in South Korea or Japan when somebody throws like was in an Ephus pitch and it just makes the the hitter look absolutely ridiculous like swinging yeah to, like like, like oh wow or all this Chapman through 102 like it looks like a pitch that went 85 I I want to I want to play a quick game with, here with you guys going to keep you guys on your heels a little bit I'm going to name th- Whoa. I'm going to name I'm going to name four people and we're going to play home run derby because we all, we all know that Aaron Judge which I can only imagine how nauseating Aaron Judge is if you live in New York Adam he's nauseating everywhere else uh, Yankees fans. I, have I don't know. Way I of, think he's incredible. I do too. But Yankees fans have a way of like pushing down their newest, greatest things so far down your throat that it comes out. Like, they do it comes out your vast deference. So, uh, uh, but other than that, wow. and Giancarlo Stanton, I want to play a little game, and we're going to call it Home Run Derby Participant or 
uh, Netflix Bloodline cast member, okay? Uh, and you guys can buzz in, the same as we did before. All right, so we're going to do the raising our hands thing? Uh, yep, you're going to do the raising your hands, and you guys get to chime in. We're going to go number one. Is it a Home Run Derby participant or Netflix Bloodline cast member? Uh, Charlie Blackman. Adam? Uh, I'm going to go with Bloodline. He is, Nope, he is an no, outfielder home run derby. for the Colorado Rockies, who has 18 home Shut runs this up. year. Shut up. The Colorado Rockies aren't even a real team anymore. All right, number they two. Got disbanded. Do, I, do I get a point because I wasn't offered? No, I guess it's... Is yeah, it you really got not? it. You knew it. All right. okay. You knew yeah. it. Uh, number yeah. two, we're going to go uh, Enrique Marciano. I'm not sure who buzzed in first. Russ. Okay. I'm gonna go with Bloodline. He is he is a cast member in Bloodline. He is. Uh, a Time out. What is Bloodline? Ah, oh. Bloodline's that show that Wait. that Kyle talked about weeks ago about getting his his parents in on. It's terrific. That 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 preceded you having a little bit of a rant about how TV has so many options at this point that it's like must see TV. Russ, I'm really show. happy you said that because I was about to go on that rant again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, Enrique Enrique is uh, Detective John Rayburn's partner. All right, number three. Uh, we're going to go with uh, uh, Jamie McShane. Oh, damn. That's Bloodline. That is Bloodline. Very good. Plays Eric O'Bannon. Yo, Russ is undefeated in these games. By the way, I, I don't know anything about Bloodline, but I... I'm I I yeah my trivia. Right, wait, couple Shut more. Like, right. Couple next more. I need game. to I need to host the next round yeah. because I I just feel bad for both of you. At this couple point. more. We're gonna. Is this our last one? Uh, two more. All right, you said two four. More. Two more. Uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Goldschmidt. Ben Mendelsohn. What? Adam. I'm gonna go with home run derby. No, that is Danny Rayburn. No. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah. All right. Who yeah. goes three in a row from one side? I thought it was like a scantron. Game, you never well, get three C's in a row. See now that's. See, Adam, that is inaccurate. When you are creating a test you and you're taking a test, you should never think about, uh, wow, it's been a long time since I've answered the other. You right. never know what somebody's going to do. You know what do. book said last? Oh, God. The Please tell me. up all the time. <laughs> is this the Daryl Morey one? Yeah. Yes. What is it, the Undoing Project? Yes. Uh, all right. And last one. Uh, trivia. Trivia has. Hey, trivia has. All right, Russ. Trivia has clearly been both of your undoing. Russ? Gary Sanchez. What? I already said it. Home run derby. Russ? I'm going to... No, here, I'll just let Adam do it. That's fine. I want you to answer, because Adam gave a preemptive answer. Russ? Oh, it's wrong. It's going to be fucking... It's going to be bloodline. No, Gary Sanchez is a catcher for the Yankees. Yes! Ah, oh, man! Way to go... That's my first... That is my first dropped point in trivia. Way to go, Major but League I'm Baseball. But i still undefeated. Your marquee event, and... Uh, I would consider all of us like well above board, above average sports fans, and we were like, you guys were like sixty percent on that. That's yeah, we're bad at that. That's sport. horrible. Russ, all was, right. Russ, you're good at these games, so I'll give you credit. I think I'm going to host um, the next wanna... one. I'll come up with a good trivia game. I I don't want to keep embarrassing you guys. Fair. It's the only thing I'm good at. Fair. Aww. Uh, want to give a shout out to everybody that gave us a listen and continues to leave five star comments. We're Mr. at 199. Maggot. Sorry, we're at 199 five star reviews. We need another. Wow, one. that's a lot. That is. Um, uh, Mr. Maggot 34. I love Bloody Mary. South Jersey in the South. Mike smiley emoji. Harleysville Kevin. Off he goes. 24. Francis Rubach. Uh, you guys are all the people that have commented with five-star reviews since our last show. Anyone that does it before Wednesday, I promise I will say your name or read it on the podcast. We are at 199. If you're number 200, oh, man, we're going to give you a very special shout-out. 
Uh, hit up Kyle at Crossing Broad with any topics that you'd want to hit on Mon- on Wednesday. I believe the Sixers play again tonight or tomorrow. It's tomorrow. I think it's tomorrow as well. Uh, tomorrow is, is also playing. Prime Day. Big day. Big day. Oh, Amazon Prime. Prime Day is the most overrated False. day. It is. I know. I don't see any offers there that it I is, ever want. No. It's the most over. It's like, oh, hey, do you want this um, cat cat food dispenser? Yeah. It's typically eighty dollars right, today. So Kyle it's says it's 30. good. We bought Russ eight. Russ says it's bad. Kyle will tell us on Wednesday what he's bought on Prime Day. Should be riveting shit. We bought. Well, I'm glad you brought up riveting shit. We brought a glow in the dark toilet bowl light last year because it was like the number two product. Was that the, the Illumable? Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. So I the Illumable, I think, was was on Shark Tank originally. Yes. That it is still sitting that in its box. So, that is so unsanitary because it's you don't not like take it out. It, no, I think you leave I it know, in there. It's, never. No, I know, it but it's, and no, what it's, you're listening is two people discussing a light in a toilet. Hey, by the way, I know we haven't talked about this in a while, but the union had a one-one draw last week, and and a moment of silence for the Philadelphia Soul who lost their first game of the season against the Baltimore Brigade this weekend. Uh, no, Very no, sad. Get a moment of for silence. All, for I was all, more interested for all in the you, toilet uh, light. For all of for all of you uh, Philadelphia Soul listeners out there, very sorry to all ten of you. Yeah. How I'm much sorry. contempt we'll, do you think 97.5 has for its audience whenever uh, whenever they have to air Soul games because Pete Chiraki and, and Ron Jaworski basically, like I think, forced them into picking up their rights? They probably paid money for it. Oh, we had a hashtag Mikey Mist. Coming back to Everton. I have a, oh, oh, whoa. Hashtag Mikey Mist. Hold on, i got to pull it up. Oh, uh, 97.5 account, while we're recording this this morning, they have a question for their listening audience uh have all the sports leagues become quote soft or is it sports advancing into a more educated future 97.5 mornings is talking about it now guys i don't even know what that means what what is a sports league becoming soft? i'm gonna go educate i'm gonna go educate my future and and get out of here because that that's ridiculous with your uh with your auto milk i also like the question where where they asked are we just cursed in this town that's a good 610 632 okay yeah All right, guys, have a great day. Join us on Wednesday. Hit Kyle up with any questions or topics you want to go. And, of course, iTunes comment if you're number 200. Russ will come to your house and auto-milk your kids. Have a great day, guys. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no.